You already know what time it is. It's about to be We The Villains Podcast. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to We The Villains Podcast. It's your boy Dak. Bone rip in the back. There's Gerb. And hopefully my sound's good this time. This is like the third retake we've had to do. <laughs> so... And, uh, yeah. Well, we're living up to the tweet when <laughs> on my personal account, you know, I said, hey, bear with us today. We're going to be very stoned. And there's a lot to cover. And mostly it's money in the bank because Raw was very un unwatchable almost again. And we didn't think that was going to happen last night, but. As Gerb said on free talk when we was talking before the show, they dropped the ball. I, they dropped the ball. I feel like mainly we should talk about money in the bank tonight just so that we can kind of remain positive. But I'm sure there will be some uh, raw stuff that comes up and hopefully some things that will end on raw. Like uh, maybe the crowd kind of showed them last night and maybe woke him up a little bit with some of those storylines. Yeah, we're going to have to get Jack Jackson, Riker, and Elias storyline. Thunderdome's over. That one's – let's scrap that. Um, get that off the show. But, yeah, let's definitely talk about Money in the Bank. Wow, the predictions. It came down to a three-way tie, ladies and gentlemen, and I was screwed out of it again. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to say screw. What we're going to say is the champion is good. I was not pinned in this right uh, for this title. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you weren't even good enough to factor into the decision. However, <clears throat> I will, I want to, even you did the best. So, of course, we didn't count the pre-shows, but... Um, if, uh, if we, if we count the pre-show matches, then me and you, we had the same record, but we didn't count the pre-shows. So you actually had the best night at money in the bank. You actually went forward too. again, that's consistency. So I got to give you credit for that consistency, baby. I'm four and I'm a four and two master, but Hashtag and still. Oh, you knew this was coming. Just bear with me, okay? And still, Doug TV champion with a record of nine and three overall. Yours truly, G E R V. Can we cue in Dolph Ziggler? Because it should have been me. Okay, me. I should have been the WTV champ today. I'm a little, I'm a little disheartened, but that's okay. It's it's okay to it's okay to dream big, kid. Oh, you're just so funny. You're just so funny. Matter of fact, matter of fact, uh, what, what since we're on the air right now, how about I want you to acknowledge me. Look here, son. <laughs> You're not the head of the table. 
You're not that tribal chief. That's the one we acknowledge. <laughs> the one that's holding that universal championship. Yeah, we're gonna get into that match later, and um, you one know, of course, match. I have my uh, my ratings for the mat for each match, and then my overall rating for the night. Um, for Money in the Bank, which I did at Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell drew uh, an average rating in there at 7.83, I think it was. I got it written down, but it's not right in front of me. Um, And so, I mean, for a show without a crowd, it's still in the Thunderdome. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, because there were some matches there that I felt that you even know. But, you know, I mean, I remember that. And it was um, it was a, that was a solid card, man, because you had Styles and Cesaro. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Seth and Cesaro. And you had KO and Sammy. You had, you know, yeah. Bianca and Bailey in the cell, which was pretty good. Drew and Lashley in the cell, which was pretty good. Yeah. Overall, that was a pretty good night. <clears throat> I remember the the lowest score that night was an even seven, and um, that was the Alexa Bliss Shayna Baszler match. Uh, yeah. But tonight there's we will crown a new low match score on one of these matches from Hell in a Cell. Whoa! But we'll get into that in a little while. Uh, well, probably not. Probably not that low. Long from now, I mean, <clears throat> we might as well get into it. That was the that's the oldest thing that's happened now at this point. What's that? Just uh, money in the bank. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's the only thing worth talking about in a way. Yeah. So and so with I, I said I do my ratings for um, each match. We'll get into those two. But what I did now, starting now, what I'll do is it also gets a a a seventh match rating. It's basically a, a crowd slash intangible rating that I give the show. This could lead to be any things that where it was just a special crowd. It was, uh, you know, something special happened that wasn't during a match per se. The match was already over. I mean, mm-hmm. so I'll, I want to give each show a, a rating for that too. And then that averages in to get the overall score for the pay-per-view. This is why he does stuff like that because I would have done had everybody <clears throat> fucked up on that one. So, so I'll go ahead and give you my so my intangibles rating for the night at Money in the Bank got a a nine point eight. I believe it. No, it, was, it was a good crowd, and then I'll uh, I'll explain why I they didn't get a ten in a little while, but. Uh, 9.8. I mean, that's I don't really foresee me giving a better score for this particular rating and intangible. I don't really foresee me doing that the rest of the year. It's possible, but 9.8 is extremely high. We got a SummerSlam coming up, so that's yeah. But I are can we guarantee that that crowd's gonna be just as good as that one from Money in the Bank? Maybe, yeah, but yeah, WrestleMania is not this year, so I. I, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll see, right? Yeah, I, yeah. That was the first crowd, first pay per view, legit pay per view crowd, and yeah, they they put on a show. The crowd oh. themselves did so. 
So on the uh, the kickoff, we might as well go ahead and kill out that one real quick. And we used this one. Didn't go into our official records, but it did. It would have been used as a tiebreaker if necessary. It caught me off guard. Okay, I did not think. That hey, that listen. Was happen. I I think I'm pretty sure when um we were talking about this, just like with most of the picks from last night or sorry Sunday, is. Yeah, I picked this, but I could one hundred percent see it going the way you did too. Like it, like it was so hard to like it was. You're kind of on the fence about everything. Oh well, you know, I just for a kickoff match, I didn't see the titles changing hands. And uh, and and I and I got that. And then we talked about reasons why the Mysterios would win if they were going to try to push Alpha Academy. The Mysterios would make more sense. Just go in storyline, and then, like you said, have the Usos win it at SummerSlam. Yeah, like I completely get it. The Usos already got the tag belts, but but, the, the, but speaking of the Usos, I don't know if anybody caught this because I haven't heard anybody say anything about it. Really looking through tweets on the hashtag, because I get why there was other things bigger that happened. But Jay Uso had a weird look on his face in that group hug this time uh, backstage when Roman, you know, had his arms out and they came in. To, give them the hug to acknowledge the head of the table because they're the bloodline. <clears throat> but when that camera was looking on Jay Uso, it was almost like he was a little worried. Worried mm-hmm. slash he has something up his sleeve. Like, I don't know. Maybe I overthought it. Maybe I overlooked it. But I could have sworn there was something subtly hinted with the way he was looking the same way Roman had his look on his face when they first hug in the in the ring so just was this like um during the pre-show or was this like during the night i can't remember uh, this might have been during the night um but it was the <clears throat> backstage segment i just remember i'm I, I yeah i do i do remember that but i'll have to i'll maybe have to see if i can check it out if i can remember to check it out or if if it does become into fruition that it was important then i'm sure that it'll get replayed at some point for me to see it, but yeah, it could have been something subtle like that and something that you pick on for some long-term story time. But uh, yeah, I'll have to look at it again. Cause I can't remember right off and, and, and Jay, man, he, Jay had to be like, I don't know. It seemed like he was just on his toes in that whole backstage segment because it even seemed like he had to like kind of slap Jimmy Uso's hand to make him acknowledge what Roman was asking. And, so oh yeah yeah like uh, jimmy did not want to jimmy was just saying that for jay yeah Yeah, and the way he said it was way different and then when they had that group hug the look on jay uso's face was just a lot of uh a lot of anxiety in 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 a worrisome way you know i i I feel like i do kind of remember that actually and i want to say like the what my reaction you know just at first was maybe they were trying to plant seeds the edge could beat Roman tonight. Mm. I, I think that's how I took, I think I kind of do remember what you're saying now. I, um, and I, and I want to say that my thought at the time was um, yeah. that it was just to kind of plant the seeds of, you know, maybe Roman, <laughs> it, it, it could have been a couple different things. Could have been like you said, could have been that they were planting seeds that maybe edge was going to win could be that um it just could be one of those he was just awkward about it because roman doesn't typically show um 
affection like that. It's kind of like when you yeah. know when you watch the ranch and if Bo Bennett were to give his sons a hug. Oh yeah, they both be looking kind of weird. Yeah, so yeah, maybe it was like that kind of too. Like maybe he was a little worried. Like yo, why is he pulling us in? Like why is he so? Yeah, yeah. Like I'd be kind of I'd be kind of concerned too if Roman Reigns wanted to hug me. Granted, I'm not his family, so yeah, I'd be very concerned. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so maybe I don't know. I I may have to look at it again, but I I want to. My reaction at the time was I was thinking it was Edge, kind of playing yeah. those seeds. Yeah, that that was a, that was a um, that could have been it. But yeah, the Usos seven time champion. I, I do like it though because <laughs> now it looks like they'll probably have definitely have a rematch either on an upcoming SmackDown or SummerSlam. Probably, I, I don't see yeah. this feud. Indian. Yeah, just and just to recap it, um, you would pick the Mysterios to win, which I would have completely understood. And uh, me, Bad both pick. me and Swag, both of us had uh, chosen the Usos to take that. So if it would have counted, me and Swag would have gotten it right. But yeah, like I said, when it, it it don't matter. You win when it counts, right? Well, yeah. When I saw that happen on the pre-show, you know, in the kickoff, I was like, "Ugh, this ain't looking good for me already." You know? Yeah, and let's not even. Oh man, let's not even. And we're we're gonna have to talk about because that was the next match that that started the show, huh? That fucking women's money in the bank. Um, that match did start the show. Um, <laughs> so I guess we can go ahead and roll into that. Uh, something else to knock out another, unless you wanted to knock out the tag titles or I don't know. Yeah, I guess typically we they I think last time when we recapped the hell in the so I think we went in the order that they went on the night. So I guess we should do that. Just okay. for a little bit of continuity. Um yeah, uh, so the first match of the night which we all thought was about to be the men's. Well, they right before the Usos match started, I saw the men's briefcase up there. It was not the women's. Same. I think they were trying to swerve everybody. They must have, man. They did something. I mean, plans could have changed last minute, too. Who knows? Uh, yeah, they might have had a whole different, you know, route plan. And I don't know. But so yeah. for the yeah, so for the for the women's money in the bank match, which this shit was tough anyway. Like this was such a hard pick for me. Um both me and Swag had picked Oscar and you picked Alexa Bliss. I got and it wrong. So okay. none of us got it right. And I, I will say before I get to this next thing, that did not factor into this decision, but this is the lowest rated match of the night and that I've rated since I started doing this at Hell in a Cell for a pay-per-view. I, um, dude, the whole match was just weird. Well, the the weird, the funniest <laughs> and, and the worst part of the whole match was why was Liv Morgan and Natty holding this ladder for like, Four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like there's people you, getting thrown outside the ring and all this, and I look in the ring up there. I'm like, they're still holding this fucking ladder. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, you know that they had the whole match planned out, or for the most part, you had the the spots planned out. And I get Somebody that because that's <laughs> that's what well, that's what they do with ladder matches and matches like this. You know, it's. They have it planned out what they're going to do, who's got to set up who to do what. The problem with this match was the timing. Um, like they, Everybody was not clicking on the same timing for everything, so everything just kind of felt awkward. 
Well, yeah, so I'm really wondering if they weren't ready for the match to go first, kind of. Like we were just talking about, maybe maybe there was a reason for the last minute change. Yeah, and something, man. They had to maybe they had to rush some things in that match, kinda, and they couldn't do everything because it was a very quick match in my mind. But there I, wasn't there wasn't spots in the match, you know, like there wasn't nobody really. I mean, the biggest spot of the whole match was what. Excuse me, Naomi jumping on the ladder, maybe. Yeah, and maybe. Unless you count Alexa just getting all the ladders thrown onto it, which, by the way, Alexa, you're no longer supernatural to me because you ruined my match. You ruined. You ruined it. If this is all going to lead to down the line that <clears throat> Nikki and her have some kind of storyline like that you hinted at, then maybe it'll be okay. Well, dude, <laughs> let me tell you what I really hate about this this Nikki almost superhero gimmick now, or this 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 particular spot she is in right now. And Charlotte's about to make her look like a million bucks <laughs> in in this feud that they're gonna have too. But I don't know, man. That that money, women's money in the bank. I felt like I got robbed. I did not think Alexa Bliss was done for after that. Like I just felt like something else was supposed to happen that, that just didn't have got scrapped. The whole yeah, the whole match was it was just off. The timing was off. Um, for whatever reason that may be. None of us got it right. Um and we all started out 0 for one on the night. It's kinda like and then the the ending the ending I understand, but you know, of course, the majority of fans that I've seen wasn't very happy with the ending of the match. They feel like it made all the girls look stupid or something. Well, it really did. Like, honestly, like, that's really the first time they've made a lot of shit look stupid like that. Because, like me, I'm like, yo, I, everybody knows it's scripted, but, yo, come on. <laughs> I'm sure it was for the imagery. Like, it was everybody else so preoccupied in their own little feuds and nobody nobody was even giving Nikki a chance they were so preoccupied in their small things and she had her eyes on the goal the whole time when I saw that happening I was like okay lights are about to go down now Alexa's about to come back up because she was the only one left like that was it like like and then that was like nothing happened like she's just under ladders for the rest of the match like I was I was very I, I was very disappointed in that match. I was and too to get because, it started. And it is because I lost in the predictions because my predictions didn't even participate in the match, hardly. <laughs> it was interesting. I, I was actually waiting for that briefcase to start lowering, though, at the beginning when she tried to do her telekinesis or whatever. Yeah, like, like it, they just, like, it was just a bunch of, like, teasing and nothing, nothing happened. With. I don't. I, I don't. I definitely don't feel like they delivered. Nah, man. I, I felt like that match, like something got changed in that match or somewhere because they. That match was really rushed. It really looked like. <clears throat> so I, I felt like I was kind of general generous to be honest. I did give it a six point five. 
I would have gave it a five. I mean, I, and I get it, but I, I did give it a six point five. Like there was a, you know, a few things. You know, they they did put their body on the line. It was a dang ladder match. It, well, it had. Minute, I thought Liv was done. Like for a minute, <laughs> she fucked that leg up. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought she might have. I thought she was really fucked up too. I was like, oh shit. I mean, so yeah, like I I gave it a six point five. I I feel like it. If every if all the timing would have been better, I feel like the match would be better. But I just feel like the the mistiming just continuously kept the crowd kind of out of it. And it was nothing really to cheer for, man. Yeah, I think WWE might have been hoping for a bigger pop for Nikki when she won it, which it was, it was a decent reaction for it. But see, that crowd was wanting Becky at that. point. For that match, you know that shit. Yeah, I definitely think the Raw crowd was disappointed last night that they didn't get Bex. I don't think there should be more they'd be disappointed for. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna be on Raw, man, because Seth's not there. So usually, because Naomi's been moved to SmackDown. I just figured she was coming for Charlotte. I like once once Charlotte won the match, and we can get into that here in a little while. And won the championship. I I kind of was, okay, maybe Bex is coming back and she'll feud with Charlotte for SummerSlam for the title. Nah, they got other plans, it seems. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but Charlotte can win that title back next week. Yeah, but then you got Rhea in the fact there, so it's probably gonna be like a triple threat. Jesus. So maybe a fatal four way. Maybe, yeah. You know, um yeah. So the next, so yeah, I gave it a six point five. Just being generous. Um, the next next match of the night was the Viking Raiders going after the Raw Tag Titles, AJ and Omos. <laughs> and both me and Swag called the Viking Raiders, and like I even said on the podcast the other day, I have no idea why. Ah, uh, you don't bet against AJ Styles. But AJ and Omos won, so you were the only one that got this. So at this point, you just became one and one on the night. And both me and Swag were 0 and 2 at this point. And what this did was actually tied you with Swag. Yes, it did. At that point, for a second, and both of y'all were one win behind me. I was. Oh, dude, I was on the heels of first place, man. Like, oh, <laughs> if I would have had, if Alexa Bliss would have performed better and got that briefcase, bro, I would have been 2-0 and for this night to start. Oh. <sighs> the match itself was great. Yes, it was. It was a really and, good and match. And I mentioned earlier, I'd explain why I brought the intangible rating to 9.8 instead of a solid 10. That This match is why. Like, if I had one gripe, it was the I, the crowd was giving the Viking Raiders no love. Yeah. Um, they weren't giving them any love, and I just felt like they're, they're a much better tag team than that. The match itself was great, though. Like, they had a good match, stiff shots. Exactly. Um, like, yeah, when, was, yeah, when they hit that Viking experience, I, I thought it was a wrap right there. I thought my pick was about to come true. 
But, you know, AJ and Omos is – boys be nasty. So they did retain. Style, man. Yeah. It's, it's fucking money in the bank. He don't lose here. But I gave this match a 7.7. 7. Okay. Uh, good, yeah, good match. No, nothing really to complain about. I do feel like if the crowd was more into the Viking Raiders, this match, it could have elevated this match a little more. Yeah, because the Viking Raiders did a hell of a job. Like, oh, dude, they, yeah, they, the match itself was fine. It was it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd I let me down when it came to the Viking Raiders, and I get why. I mean, they haven't. What have you done to get cheered lately and all that? It's just you know, it's homeboys just getting back. Yeah, and on top of it, man, it just seemed, and they weren't really giving Omos a lot of love either. It was all AJ that got well, the love. It's freaking AJ Styles. Well, I get it, but you know, they, they could have helped out there because the Viking Raiders did their part. And yeah. yeah. But man, you should have picked the Styles and Omos, man. Yeah, well, I should have. You're right. <laughs> and then I would have went four and two as well. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I told you on the podcast, I got no good reason to pick this. Everything in my head was telling me to pick AJ and Omos. Hey, I've had a few of those like that. Yeah. But I didn't, and I, I suffered the loss because of it. So at this point, like I said, you had now gotten one up, and you had tied Swag in for second place. Yes, sir. Yep. At this point, y'all were – want to say what shit I can't remember what I can't even think right now either way y'all are tied (laughs) probably what five and three at that point um yes y'all both at five and three at that point I was at uh six and two undefeated coming into this night folks and I fucking blew the first two matches straight up yeah, it wasn't looking. I was good happy to. <laughs> I was happy when the next match came around, and it was Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston, which I knew it was going to be a squash. So I was real happy at that. I was like, "Man, please, Lashley! I, at least Lashley was going to get me a win, or worst case scenario, since all three of us had picked Lashley, neither one of us would have got a win." Yeah, that's an L you're worth. You're, Either way, the standings wouldn't have changed at this point. But I yeah. wanted to win because my record was starting to tank. Yeah. And speaking sure. of tank, uh, Bobby Lashley tanked over <laughs> Kofi Kingston. Dude, this match was a uh, was an a extended blowout, squash. Yeah, this dude, uh, <laughs> dude fucked Kofi up. Son. My man trashed Kofi Kingston. That, that match reminded me of I want to say 2014 Lesnar and Cena. Yeah, he just tossed this dude around the ring. So. Like it was a dominant performance. When that dude had him in the hurt lock and then he changed it into that suplex. Yo, that was nasty. That dude just ragged on him. <laughs> yo, that shit was sick, dude. And then he hit him with like three dominators. I was like, yo, this dude's going through his whole moveset. <laughs> yeah, he was 2K and out. So, yo, who gave this dude unlimited finishers, man? This dude, I thought he was about to knock him out. I thought the ref was going to call it. Like, 
when he did the third Dominator. They should have. It was uh, it was it was a dominant victory. Lashley, it was good for Lashley too. Um, like I said, like when when people were complaining that he got pinned on Raw by Xavier, I was like, no, no, no. There's a reason he just got pinned by Xavier. Yeah, but now he about to really fuck somebody up. Now he's going in. And I love uh, it, man. That's no bullshit now. So my rating on this match, it's kind of hard to rate it as a wrestling match. So I wanted, I basically rated the story that it told. Which all a lot of things go into my factors for ratings of a match. Hell yeah, but man. I gave this one an eight point one, yeah. um, because it showed off Lashley, mm-hmm. um, it, it put him back into that dominant realm of oh, superstars, yeah. and uh, I'm gonna transition real fast to to Goldberg coming out on him. What is well, last night on it. Raw? Um, I'm not interested in seeing this match, but. Lashley's reaction to Goldberg coming in his face and disrespecting him like that already makes me want to see it now. Yeah, dude, ready to go. If it wasn't for yeah. MVP, he, he was going to deck Goldberg, son. Let him go. So who is this old man? Yo, this is the thing. Like, this is what. That's why I loved the match between Kofi and Lashley because this is this is the Lashley you need going in against Goldberg. It's the one I want to see, and. And this this Lashley can beat Goldberg. I mean, he can. This Lashley is believable, and I think if it, uh, I really hope he does. Um, I mean, but I still ain't counting out the fact that uh, Goldberg win this title. <laughs> you can't because we've seen it before. And if he ain't back by SummerSlam and Goldberg's holding that title, he ain't forgot. That would be the only reason I would be okay with him beating Lashley if that was the plan. And that could be the plan. The ultimate revenge. And that could be, yeah, that could really be the plan. But I know Goldberg is only like, but I know that Goldberg is only on contract for like two matches a year. And he's already had one. All right. So, yeah, so he's probably going to lose. That would be my assumption, unless, unless they got changed. Yeah, unless he's getting paid for additional uh, appearances or something, or matches or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he, he, but Lashley won. He beat Kofi, he squashed Kofi, um, and uh, we all got the point for that. So the, the standings still remain the same. At that point, I was now seven and two. And um, y'all were six and three. Yes, sir. But the next match changed everything. <laughs> and I went against my own rule. I said I would not bet against Charlotte in a women's title match at a pay-per-view. And I'd be damned that's what I did. She don't I- lose for the title at a pay-per-view very often. It just don't happen. So <laughs> she don't, man. So of course I picked Rhea, and um, and we know the rest. Charlotte wins, which was a good match, by the way. Two for two pay per views in a row. This has been a match that has because it was held in a cell too. 
it's um it's exceeded my expectations each time. Like I went into both matches not really caring too much about the feud and whatnot. But when it comes around to it's pay-per-view time and you got a big women's match and Charlotte's in it, it's probably gonna be a good match. And this is what Charlotte Flair does. To your point, right? You're always telling people like why y'all hating on this girl? This is Charlotte. Like, like people forget they start hating on her because it's the cool thing to do. That's and I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't love seeing her that much. This. I will always stress, man, the one and two greatest women wrestlers of all time is going to be Charlotte and Sasha. They could go back and forth for number one because every great women's match that you will look back on, it's either going to have Sasha or Charlotte Flair in that match. Or both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like. That's just the way it is right there. And, yeah, dude, the match was great. That was the nastiest natural selection I've ever seen. Uh, That was... Oh, man. And then once, once, once Charlotte put her foot into the steel steps and started kicking that thing, I was like, oh, there it is right there. That secured my win right there because now, now the legs hurt. When the figure eight gets locked in, Excuse me, it is over. I don't know what happened, ladies and gentlemen. I don't hear anything. Hello? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if Curve is still on the other end. Only the Villains podcast. Sorry about that. We got a little um, technical issues there, um, but we're back, and I think Gerv's back. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the first time that um, I'm the one that gets disconnected. Uh, yeah. So, um, just forgive me on those last uh, few seconds there. I kind of had like a moment where I forgot I was on the podcast. I was just trying to figure out why Gerv was really quiet on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me there for a second, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Uh, I did I did throw in a nice little interlude there, so maybe y'all hear it and kind of just get a little giggle out of that. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, I basically was ranting about the Charlotte Flair before Curbs in kind of went out. I don't know how much of it got caught because eventually Anchor kind of – I was going to tell everybody I was going to go on break, but Anchor fucking kicked me out, like, so I guess once you had it finally registered, you weren't reconnecting, that it was like, all right, we're ending this. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I had some thunder and it knocked the power out for a second, so it knocked out my Wi-Fi. Ouch. Damn. I fucking hate this technology, man. It's so fucking great, but the simplest shit <laughs> can make it just fucking, ugh. It's a pretty nasty storm out there. I'll say that. It's still coming down pretty hard. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw Brittany tweeting about it. So, no, uh, no, you're gonna have some bad, bad weather coming your way now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even remember where we were. I, I know we were, we were talking the- about Rhea and Charlotte. Yeah, we were in that match. Uh, I don't know what you rated it yet. I can't remember exactly what you rated it. You might have already rated it. 
So, th- like, I, like I was saying before, they exceed my expectations, you know, every time. Yeah. Um, for the match itself, though, I gave it an 8.2. Um, 8 points. That's nice. Good, good which is a really good score for me. And yeah. the biggest Wait. reason is they really turned around a crowd that was kind of starting to fade out of it a little bit. Uh, yeah, they can, yeah, Charlotte Flair definitely brought that crowd back. The best yeah. thing she did was flip them off. Yeah, it got them riled up. It was got them riled up one more time. Yeah, she, and that's the Flair in her. Yeah. Uh, she knows how to work the crowd and basically had to tell Rhea, fuck them, let's go, you know? Not a Rhea Ripley fan, but the last two matches, she's she's done a good job with Charlotte. She is she's decent in the ring. I'll give her that. I don't love her finish. <clears throat> yeah, but um, it was a good match for me to give it eight point two. That's pretty good. Very good, man. Uh, very good considering all things considering, it's a women's match. Curves very hard on the women matches, and your rating system is very hard. To get a ten, like it has yeah. to be, it has to be Shawn Michaels and Undertaker quality or Kurt Angle level. Like, yeah, if, if it's something like that, good, we're looking at, you know, nine five and above. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, have we even have we even rated a nine yet? Not yet. Gotcha. Uh, but by the end of the show, I have. I believe it. Um, yeah. So that was so the last two matches after that were the the men's money in the bank, and then of course the universal championship match. Men's money in the bank. <clears throat> oh man! At that point, Rhea just lost. I was the only one that picked Rhea. Both you and Swag had picked Charlotte. So at it this point, tie. it was a three-way tie. In the pursuit of the WTV championship, oh. and at this point, huh. I'm you know I'm getting a little nervous. I did have a saving grace. I did have a tiebreaker win over you. Yeah, um, but oh. not swag. Oh. So we're uh, swag and pick Seth Rollins. You would pick Kevin Owens. And I picked Biggie. Thank God. I wish it didn't. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> and I was the only person to pick a Money in the Bank winner for the whole show. Well, no one saw Nikki A.S.H. winning. We should have. We shouldn't have. Okay. <laughs> we shouldn't have. <laughs> and damn it. KO, why did you have to go up that one side of the ladder? Why? <laughs> there was like so many other ways you could have went up the ladder, man. Uh but a great, great moment for Biggie. Like yeah. I felt happy for Biggie. Yeah, it was a good moment. He definitely deserved it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could have been WTV champion, okay? I should have been. Because uh... this match would have put me ahead I would have been ahead and then 
with the final result that I picked, I would have been up. I would have been in the lead. I would have been the champion. Ah. So, so at this point with me winning, this put me back uh, a game ahead. This made me eight and three and made y'all both seven and four. Wow. And this was the first pay-per-view so far. No grand bets. I didn't feel that good about anything. No grand bets. And I get why, because I think there would have been, oh man, I would have been irritated. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the show. (laughs) I would have put a gram on Roman if you were, if you would have picked edge, but maybe that's about it. Anything else, maybe Lashley, but we both felt like Roman and Lashley was going to win. So yeah. there was not anything that I felt strong enough maybe to put a gram on that we, we felt the same way about. So, Yeah. What, what a lucky pick. <laughs> a lucky pick. <laughs> a lucky pick. This isn't, let me tell you how this isn't luck because uh, not only did I call this championship or call this money in the bank winner, I even called what would happen when I said Biggie's going to win it. It's going to make Seth, it's going to piss Seth off, and he's going to ruin Edge's chance against Roman Reigns because it should have been him. I, I called all this on Saturday's episode. Look, if they didn't have that Seth interview before the Roman and Edge match, there would have been a lot more people believing Edge would have won. But the minute I saw that interview, I was like, okay. All I said was he was next, so that actually made me feel worse about it. Nah, it's, even though he said that, it was just that he was before he even got to that. He just kept saying that he shouldn't have been in that match. You know, he shouldn't have been. But Edge gets his match. Like he just kept. He just. I just knew he was gonna fuck Edge up. But he's not gonna fuck up Roman Reigns. He's gonna play a different mind game on that one. <laughs> He's so, make oh, so Roman Reigns think he owes him. Well, that's what yeah, I like that at the end of the match when uh before Seth attacked or before Edge attacked Seth and they they rumbled out of there. Um I like what Seth was telling Roman in the ring. The only reason you got that is because of me. It would have been his. Yep. <laughs> it's Seth freaking Rollins, man. So uh, he was he was definitely gonna try to get that title shot. My thing is is I think I'd rather face Edge for it than Roman because Seth's ego. Yeah, he's he's got Roman's number. It's true, he does, and he does. He does like he's he's always been one up on Roman Reigns in the mind games. And it's a little different now. You know, Roman's got Heyman in his corner. He's got his cousins. He's got them in line in a way. And, and he's he's manipulative. But it's Seth freaking Rollins. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I love the long-term story that they're planning with this Seth and Roman. Yeah, for sure. Um, so It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. But, and the, the men's money in the bank. Um I actually gave that match, and it's my first 9.0. Wow. Yeah, um, the spots they had were all clean. Um, the timing was there. 
ricochet flying at the beginning. That power bomb that KO took through that ladder was brutal. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a good match. It was well done and well timed. I didn't love the Veard Spanky coming out to to mess up Drew, but they I know they're setting up their story. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, looks like they're actually taking Drew out the title picture for a second. Well, they got no choice. Is they're 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 backed into that now. Yeah. So. But he, uh, that yeah, Biggie winning was good for Biggie. The moment he had on top of the ladder was always cool when they show their emotions and stuff like that. And all of the RKOs from Riddle. Riddle yeah, the RKOs straight right there for Randy, wherever you are. He's and, planting them, son. Yeah, he's killing it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was God damn, man. That dude's fucking crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I was just uh it was a good ladder match in general. Like if Ricochet touches any part of the turnbuckle or rope, the dude is flying. <laughs> <laughs> I was digging the uh, the alliance form between John, John Morrison and Seth Rollins. Oh, that's what Seth does, man. The Legion of Drip. <laughs> LOD, baby. Um, until, until, you know, Seth had to turn on him real quick. Well, that's only a matter of time. I'm, I'm surprised it lasted a, as long as it did. Oh, Seth was running the show. <laughs> yeah. That's all. But it was a good it was a good match and I gave it a nine. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd already started talking about the universal title match. Which and is a very good match. Very good match. The one all right, so the biggest thing that I took from this match. Oh. Um, takeaway. Oh, I have a big takeaway, and I and it was it was glaringly obvious to me. That uh, the weeks leading up to this match really made Edge look like a a legit challenger and a legit superstar in this Roman feud. Mm -hmm. But when the match started, (laughs) Roman Reigns far outshined Edge. Like it was, you almost forgot Edge was in the match. Yo, Roman Roman Reigns is the next larger-than-life type guy in the wrestling business. Like, this dude, people got to stop sleeping on this guy saying he can't wrestle. This dude's putting on bangers after bangers. There's there's no, there's very few people that can tell the stories that he's telling in the ring right now. And this dude had the crowd in the palm of his hand. This dude was dominated the match. It was almost going like Lashley and Kofi there for a minute. And well, um, look back on it, man, that's what he does. Yeah, but like he just, it really showed to me, as big of a superstar that Edge is, Roman Reigns is actually a notch higher. Of course, and He's that's um, table. and it's not easy to notch over Edge. I mean, you're looking at a guy that just feuded with Randy Orton last year and held his own with Randy Orton. But when he got in the ring with Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns looked like next level. Roman Reigns is next level, son. And now that's why I can't wait for SummerSlam. Because now we're about to see 
I know I know he's been out the ring for a minute, but is he on that level with you oh. know, they seen him, you know? And I think he's gonna be there if not higher. I think um I need I, I'm ready for this match. I enjoyed it when we got it years ago, but this is but different. This, yeah, this one is this was the legit one. This this is different. Yeah, this was different. This one's got the title behind it. It's it's got an interesting story for one, because this is the ultimate hero right here that's coming after him. The ultimate, you know, the Superman, Super Cena. It's and Cena gonna come at him on the mic now. Cena gonna go for the burial. He's going for it. He's he wants to provide. And perform Roman Reigns' eulogy on the microphone. Oh, he will. Like when I, I love yeah. when when Cena comes at you on the microphone, you dude, he comes ready. at you. Yeah, you got. He gonna ready. test you. Yeah, because if not, you're gonna get buried quick. Because he's, he's gonna, gonna. Yeah, he about did it four years ago. Yeah, or five, whenever that was. I I, I can't. Mean, this dude, John Cena, the first in that first go around feud, had to remind The Rock, you know, hey, I'm John Cena. This ain't the dude you saw in '03 <laughs> and shit like that, you know. This ain't the dude that was rapping yeah. and all like this. Like, nah, like, man, The Rock had to step his game up, and so, but I know, I know, Roman Reigns is gonna rise to the occasion, if not higher. I, I trust it. I, I definitely think it'll be uh, it'll be different this time. It'll be interesting what goes down Friday. Yeah, I can't wait. Cause Cena said he's gonna be there. Cena gonna go on national television and call the head of the table an asshole. Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah, Roman's definitely gonna have something to say about that. And look, I love I love main event Jay, and I love. Jay. Seen them, please. He gonna wreck y'all. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Also, just like one that. other one other thing that I I forgot to po- point out. We talked about it earlier, and it just came to mind. So I got to go ahead and throw it out there before I forget. Mm-hmm. I was uh, the mysterious the Ray Mysterio and Dominic entrance. That shit was sick. Yo, that shit was like. Yo, the whole shit, it made Dominant look like a complete star. Yeah, man. And it made me take a, and it's another interesting take, because when they did that, and what I've noticed here with Roman Reigns' little intro now, like, they're getting real good with these laser animations and shit. Like, they're starting that 3D type shit. They're, They're starting to nail it, almost. And I think that big gonna... screen really helps it. And they're gonna get better with it because I love the whole Roman Reigns one that where his his avatar does the whole ooh ah like that, that shit's great like, and, but yeah that Mysterio thing like yo I didn't know what was going on for a second. Yeah, that shit was pretty cool. I was I was digging I that. So boy, I thought my boy Santos Escobar was popping out. Yeah, dude. When that when I saw that entrance, I immediately. Was like, well, I guess I ain't winning this pre-show prediction. Uh, yeah, like I was like, oh, they definitely keeping those titles now. Shit, but it's the Usos. Us. 
Like that's that's the thing that I kept having in the back of my mind is like, yo, I really bet it against the six time tag champs. But I get it. It was the pre show. It was the kickoff. I, I'm I'm surprised just, that they didn't switch the tag matches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was a good match. That pre show match too. It was a good match. But yeah, that intro dude was real sick. Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Same. Um, so yeah, I, I gave me out for a second. Dude, that portal shit was a little trip. Yeah. That shit was uh but yeah, you're right, dude. It did make Dominic look like a star. Yeah. And eventually they're probably gonna try to set him up for that, you know, to see if he can follow in the footsteps. You know So I gave uh I gave Ro- the Roman an edge match, which was a fucking clinic. A fucking clinic, really. but like I said, it to me, it just it, like in in my eyes, it was just it was blatantly obvious that Roman Reigns was up up a notch higher than Edge, which I didn't know if I didn't. I'm surprised I got that from that because Edge usually holds his own. It's Edge, so for someone to even have that feel over someone like Edge, that goes to show you how how on top of his game is he is right now. Man. Roman is so in tune with this character, this story, this everything, everything that he's he is locked in like he's never been locked in before. And and it shows because every move he did, he had the crowd, but he was playing the crowd like fucking puppets on a string. Like it was it was just beautiful to watch. Like he he finally and it's this this is the Roman this is something that Roman struggled with the first few years there. Like, he never could, like, he had the crowd, but he didn't know how to really control it. Right. And now this dude knows how to control it. You know, he's, he's got, he's got all the, he's got years and he's got the, he's paid his dues now, in a way. He's done paid his dues. And now he's about to show everybody why he may have been at WrestleMania five straight times. Exactly. And... He's he's on another level, man. And this was my actually my highest rating of the night too. Mm. Um, not by much, um, but it's I gave it a nine point one. Mm. Um, two but two matches over nine, nine or over for the night. That's I don't. It's gonna be hard to make that happen again. Seeing how great those matches were, I get why they were placed where they were placed. Yeah, for sure. Because if the women's money in the bank would have been right there before that match, oh man, I'm sure the but the crowd <laughs> they still had a pop in them. When when I was hearing rumblings and I saw that briefcase, the men's briefcase at the pre-show, I was a little worried, man. But then I was also a little excited because I was like, wait a minute, if the men's money in the bank already happens, one of them might somebody's cashing in. Well, when I, when I thought it was the men's going first, I felt really good about my pick of Big E because that also put it before oh. the WWE title match too with Kofi and and Lashley. So I was I like, was, man, that helps my pick. When when I first like when we when we was discussing that through text and and I was seeing the tweets and I saw the briefcase, I was like, yo, one of our three picks is winning this Money in the Bank if it goes first. Like I was just locked in because Seth 
having it would would have been interesting because he could he would cash in at the end of the night. Big E because of the whole Bobby Lashley thing, and then KO because KO would love to screw fucking Roman Reigns. But what what if KO wanted to be the ultimate heel and ruin Edge's moment? I mean, so it's Kevin Owens. I um either <laughs> when it got switched, I didn't feel as good about my pick then, but I'm I'm glad it came to fruition anyway. I just really thought, man, if Big E probably wasn't in this match, KO definitely probably would have won. But I don't know. I just thought KO had finally paid his dues and deserved to have the briefcase. But maybe in KO, maybe since he's a former world champion, he can always kind of get back in the title scene whenever he wants, really. Yeah, like when I when I was thinking of Seth, I was I was thinking, you know, he can he he can already join that picture. He's already kind of there anyway, so he wouldn't necessarily need the briefcase. Um, Biggie just—I don't know. I just—I just—it just made the most sense to me. Well, yeah. In the looking end, at it. I mean, looking at it, yeah, good pick, lucky, but good. <laughs> so, with all of us that picked Roman, this put it up for the night. So overall now you and Swag are both eight and four and I am nine and three. Boo. And uh still your dub TV champion. At least until SummerSlam. This is that is this is nah man. This dude's gonna have a long reign here. How many days is that now? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, he's this good. Guy's, this guy's not. No, no, this is bullshit. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> Yo, when when I saw Biggie climbing that fuck, I was like, oh god, curve. Why didn't you pick Riddle? <laughs> 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 this dude was going in and all Riddle for like the whole first few weeks there, and then then all of a sudden he just switches to Biggie. It's kind of like he knew to the favorites already well it's it's like uh i was actually telling swag about it like if you would have asked me a few weeks ago i probably would have went with matt riddle uh, yeah um get it but it, it was and the, the reasons i picked biggie uh for one was the the lashley and kofi storyline started leading me that way because of the way that he was about to trash them all and they were about to call him big brother biggie yeah um, he gonna come protect his boys. Um, and then, like I said, uh, the moment on SmackDown in the back when Paul Heyman was back there and from from behind Biggie did the oh Paul Heyman. That was a good little promo. It just it, whatever when he did that, the reaction from the crowd and Paul Heyman's reaction right then and there put Biggie to the top for me. Just that moment. Because like, the only thing he's, you know, he's, he's doing everything he's going on, like you said, you know. Yeah, it was so like all the, the whole story in that moment is what really helped me uh, solidify Biggie as my pick. I still see Biggie probably coming over to Raw. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. They could use him. Now that they need something. Case, you know, he's kind of, he's, you know, at any given moment, he's in the title picture. 
any given Got to be a better face than Jackson Riker. Uh, Big E's great. He he can work a crowd. He's got the charisma. That's one good thing about Big E. It's weird charisma, but it works for him. So I guess we almost have to talk about what happened after the Roman and Edge match. What the greatest the greatest reaction of all time, son. Like wow. One of like wow. I watched that match and that thing like twice yesterday. <laughs> that was a good, just that whole the whole pay per view closed out great. Yeah. And like sitting there for like a second there, I was like Roman still ain't left this ring after all the stuff and Edge was going on. I was like, "Why is it Roman left this ring?" When they called, yeah. when he started calling for the microphone, yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay, something's happening." And as much as I, you know, I had seen it in the back of my mind, but there was a part of me thinking that they was gonna blow the roof off the place and the Rock might have showed up. I, 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 all three of them crossed my mind. Um, Cena, Rock, and Fiend, all three crossed my mind as what might could happen. Yo, I don't, man, Cena's pop was crazy, like super good, man. I don't know what they would have done if those lights would have went down like the Fiend. Uh, they would have popped pretty hard, but I don't, I think they made the right decision. Um, yeah, at that moment. Because John, like, what a moment. The Fiend, man, like, you have, like, once once the lights start going down, everybody knows. Cena's music, it can hit out of nowhere and you get that crazy pop. You know, there's like there's only there's only two people I had this conversation with Swag too. I could only think of two people that would have gotten a bigger pop. May, well maybe the rock too, so maybe three. They could have gotten a bigger pop than John Cena did on Sunday night. And and obviously those were long shots. Because if Colts of personality would have hit Yo, as Roman Reigns was standing there, the that crowd would have they would have shit, dude, and Paul Heyman would have nailed it. Oh, like dude. it would have been like it, that would like the crowd would still be like they'd still be cheering. Bro. Um like imagine that, right? That's about, like that's only I don't, him. I think the building would have shook. It would have been completely crazy, dude. And the internet would have broke. Like, dude, if that were to happen, we'd still be talking. Like, like CM Punk still be trending right now. If that would have happened, hashtag R-I-P-A-E-W would have been trending. <laughs> dude, yeah, all their fans are gone. Like, all their fans are gone, dude. All their fans worship CM Punk. So, like, oh, dude. It's crazy, too. Like, I didn't even think about Punk in the, but that would have been crazy because they were just talking about his, his clinic of a money in the bank match against Cena when he took the title. Yeah. Now. Yo. Like I said, when I was thinking of who could have potentially gotten bigger pops. Like The Rock, maybe CM Punk, probably because it just would have been like, I'm serious. That crowd would have just went absolutely nuts. Any any crowd he shows up on is gonna lose their shit. 
Now the only other only other person that might have got a bigger pop than John Cena was the complete long shot of after Roman said, "Now everybody can acknowledge me," and then the glass broke. Bro, there's no no way. <laughs> like I said, like I said, complete long shot not going to happen. But that I'm talking about who else could have gotten that pop or better. It would have been Punk or Austin. Would they be the only two that, it, that would be definites for me? Because I'm telling you right now, if that glass would have broke and it's Roman Reigns is standing shit. in that ring, that crowd would have shit. Because I mean, just think of that moment. That means he. That probably means he's coming out to wrestle. That means he's coming out there to whoop somebody's ass, son. Roman Reigns like got the ring, son. Austin don't don't show up like that, you know. Right. And they were in Texas. Oh, dude, they would have lost their shit. So. <laughs> like I said, I would have lost my shit, bro. Dude, I lost my shit when Cena came out. Bro, I've been doing a handstand. <laughs> oh, that would have been great, dude. Please I would have completely like, lost my shit at the glass. I would have, I would have went into <laughs> little kid mode again. You want to talk about yeah. something that would bring you want you want to talk about someone that would yeah. bring fans in and eyes to watch Vince? Talk yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin into coming out of retirement for one match and let him show up on somebody. So it's a wrap, <laughs> and the, the crowd is. Dude, imagine the viewership. There ain't no way in hell I'd miss Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nobody would, dude. It's Especially Cold. if I know. Wow. Yeah. But dude. yeah, I guess I could stop fanboying and fanboy dreaming right now. But um Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, I, those would be the only two that I would think they could maybe even do anything like do a bigger pop than what Cena just got. Yeah, because Cena, man, that <clears throat> shit was beautiful. That was that was some good shit. That WWE needed that. Because that was moment of the year right there. The only downside <laughs> is they went to a really high peak. And they had to come down with that valley of raw. Well, one good thing is they can make it up Friday. They need to. I think it really highlighted just how, I mean. I I'm, don't think raw is going to be that bad from here on out, though. I think they might have learned their lesson. Well, the worst part about it is, like, I've been watching Raw, and that was a worse Raw than what they were doing the last few weeks in the Thunderdome. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, man. It was a bunch of stuff that seemed jammed up, and I don't know. Yeah, it just it wasn't it wasn't a very good raw, unfortunately. Probably went through one of their moments where they rechanged the whole show at the last minute. They might have they might have ruined their chance they had with all the extra eyes on it with Cena. Yeah, like I I I expected a much better show. Uh, and I hate to be one of those negative fans right now, but I also also gotta call them like I see them. Yeah, you did. I mean, yeah. They look. I get having seen them coming out. That gets all your viewership, but you gotta pick the ball up from there and roll. 
for the rest of the night with it. You know, you got to keep it coming jam-packed. And shout out to Goldberg because you got a great pop last night. Shut the internet up on that. Yeah, I didn't have much complaints about that moment. Uh, it was good to see Keith Lee come back. Like, there's some good things that happened, but man, yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't. It well, was man, I mean, it did not flow right. And anybody that wants to hate on the Keith Lee situation, don't bother. But this Bobby Lashley's about to go against Goldberg. He can't be beat now. All right. Just weird, <laughs> weird, weird things like that. Like, so yeah, like Keith. Oh, Keith Lee comes back. You're coming back to lose, which I get losing to Lashley, but why bring him back like that? And um, should not have debuted against Jeff Hardy to lose <laughs> like that, even though it took the ropes cheating way there. I got. I got to say though, like, Karrion Cross has been really winning me over in NXT the last few weeks to a month or whatever. He's starting to win me over. Last night, just it was. It wasn't there. The the mystique or whatever, whatever it was, it wasn't there. The entrance was. It was bad. Without Scarlet, um. The whole the whole package itself. I, I I looked at this dude and like this this is this is bad. It, it the whole the whole presentation of carrying across last night was bad. It made him feel to me like maybe he ain't ready to be in the main roster yet. Well, we're probably gonna see him for a while. And that's the unfortunate part, man, because they they, they killed all this momentum to me, like this this aura that he built up about himself in NXT. And now I'm not even as excited as I was to see Joe get his hands on him. Well, the thing was that I I would have done if I was booking it, but I'm not. You know, they're not going to do it my way. But even if Jeff Hardy wins, Cross has to fuck him up immediately. I'm talking about, you know, he doesn't need to talk on the mic. He needs to just fucking choke Jeff Hardy out, like, and let everybody know that that was a fucking lucky shit. <laughs> But I don't know. I agree with you. The mystique is kind of fading away now after this. I hope they can bounce back with it. I mean, because I've been a huge Cross fan since he came to NXT. But, man, I don't I don't like the, the fact that he's off to a rocky start already. What I would have done is he came out here to have this debut while – you go through a little exchange with Hardy. Hardy gets to debut his old theme music again. Everybody's happy. And then Samoa Joe come out the crowd. Yeah. And to, to fuck up Karrion Cross. What, you thought I was going to wait? <laughs> and then have them be, like, escorted to the back with security or something. You know, just like. Yeah. That would have been better to me than, I don't know. Like I said, it felt weird. It made me feel like maybe he's not as ready for the main roster as I was thinking he was. If that's how they're going to present him, and it could be, it, it could be a mix of both, man. It could be a mix of backstage and what backstage wants, and if he's really ready. I'm going to try my very best to not when I watch it, NXT yeah. <laughs> to put myself back into the NXT universe. Yeah, that's the thing that it, that people often forget is the WWE universe is not the NXT universe. They're completely different is how they present it. 
Yeah. Um, that's why people's names change when they come up to the main. It's a different realm that they're in. It's a different. It's a different show that they're casted into. You know? yeah, it's a different reality in the multiverse. Yeah, that, that's all it is. And, you know, some people get to keep their name. Some people don't. I'm okay with the Shotzi and Knox thing. It's, it doesn't bother me like most people are having. No, I think it sounds shit. better. Like, like these people online are absolutely acting like this is the end of the world. And it's actually kind of sad. <laughs> I don't doubt that they'll maybe try, uh, you know, get themselves out of that first night booking. Like, I, I know it'll improve. I know that yeah. the Cross and Hardy storyline is probably just getting started. But yeah, this um, might be a situation to where we might not remember this loss. Yeah, but while it's fresh and while during the storyline that it's in NXT right now, it, it yeah. just I, it was bad timing. And I, I guess that's the word of the day is timing. Timing yeah. has to be right for it to go through. I mean, personally, man, like it's hard. Um, when they're all, when they're still a champion in NXT, it's hard for me to see them already on the main roster. It was great when Kevin Owens did it against Cena. That was yeah, phenomenal. that one just felt different. Well, and also Kevin Owens was made to look like he was the next big thing because this dude put Cena down, you know. And <laughs> I was very disappointed that KO did not come on, come out on top of that feud. Yeah, that's where, you know, but in the But it's John run, Cena. It's John Cena and it did help KO. It's it's expected with John Cena. So, I, I get it and you know at the time I hated it because he did beat Cena a couple times there. Yeah, he beat him the first time he fought him. And I think yeah. Cena won the next two. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, hopefully, you know, they bounce back on it and he can get that aura back onto him or find that aura on the main roster. Uh, but we'll have to see where it goes uh, for sure. But I'm, I'm going to try to give it a few more weeks before I absolutely like shit on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and there you go, fans. He's finally got his theme song back. You guys can shut up about that now. That <laughs> That's been driving me nuts. I mean, come on. I get it. I get theme songs sometimes, but it's not that great of a song. <laughs> you know how it is. Oh man. I know I I know that's that's just that's the hardy that they grew up with, a lot of these kids. Like I'm us the with. first hardy we knew was, you know, the Hardy Boys. There's a yeah. there's a whole a generation of fan that grew up with Hardy as this is the singles competitor. Yeah, and that's not what I known him for. Yeah, to me, but, he's just tag team Jeff Hardy. Hit so it's hard for me to see him as beyond that sometimes, unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if I said it, but the uh, the overall rating for the pay per view with everything uh, factored in was eight point three four. Not and bad. that's um yeah that's good I, that's a real good score for a pay per view. It would have been higher if the women's money in the bank would have delivered. Mm-hmm. But um, for sure, for sure, man. 
but you know, maybe one day I'll look back and look at the match and maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought, but I originally wanted to give it a six flat, but uh, yeah, I felt like I'm gonna be generous and at least mock it up to a six point five. To the five, man. What are you <laughs> Lucky you're doing the ratings. That's very generous. Either way, much better score this for Money in the Bank than it was for Hell in a Cell, and I do remember enjoying Hell in a Cell. So, yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't really think WWE's gonna miss when it comes. They haven't really missed when it comes to the pay per views lately. Um, so SummerSlam is going to be crazy. You know, it's going to be jam-packed. They look like they've got some, some pretty good headliners. If it's going to be Rollins, Edge, Cena, Reigns, even Lashley and Goldberg, I mean, that's a big three. That's not a bad uh, header, you know, to your, to your pay-per-view. Yeah, and heading into the summer, that pay-per-view is going to have a lot of eyeballs on it. From the mainstream department because Goldberg's there, you got Cena there, um, so you're gonna get a bunch of outlets reporting it and talking about it, and they're probably gonna get Cardi B to show up. So that's gonna hit a whole another fan base. So they're they're gonna they're gonna do it up for SummerSlam, I can see. And don't worry, Becky fans, I'm sure she'll be back before SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe like, I don't know I, I know they're trying to space out they can't do returns like they can't have everybody come back the same night nah, it rolls, so it's too much less is more you know hopefully within, I, I'm the next the one that I'm waiting on still and been waiting on seems like forever now is the fiend well this is like his second hiatus man in like the last year it feels like he's, he's only been here for Wrestlemania Really? Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's I don't feel like I'm getting my fiend fix. I'm fiending for the fiend, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't get what's taking so long here. He might still. I don't. I hope he's not having. You know, still some personal issues. Yeah, I really, man. I don't like. Know I hope. I hope that that's not what it is. Because um, if that is the case, then man, he's probably taking the Brody thing a little hard. Well, I mean, you gotta figure that too, and then there's, <laughs> you know, there's 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 a lot to be said too about spirituality and depression, and uh, the the dark things that he's gone into and portrayed on camera. Yeah, can't catch up to you. You never. I mean, there's there's all kind of factors due to what can lead to things, and um, you know, yeah. I. So hopefully he's hopefully he's doing okay in his mind and everything like that, and hopefully he'll be back soon. Yeah, I, I do <clears> hope. <throat> I do hope so, um, because I do know when he returns, the fans are gonna love him again, and it's it's not gonna be it's not that that's the thing with him, man. Like wins and losses matter to him at most times, but then they don't because he he's such a special attraction that he can generate a good reaction for you every time. He has my full undivided attention anytime he's on the screen. Um it's a it'd be very interesting to see what what he does next. Obviously I would think he would finish off the Alexa storyline. Um, yeah, he, he might just call it and be done with her. Yeah. Maybe maybe he actually won in the long run. Maybe he spread his darkness. 
you know, either way, I'm sure the story, whatever story that they decide to tell with it, it'll be great. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, not concerned. Um, but there's a lot of unfinished business and a lot of other business that's just around. That it's just funny that a lot of people that are on top right now are trying or that are in that that title picture arena just kind of on top of things. Only one but Lashley. They've all had a a run in with the fiend. Yeah. So so like there's a there's some interesting things going on there. Well this dude might not be done with Randy Orton. He might fuck Riddle up. You never know with the fiend. This dude just he can just do anything. But yeah, I'll, I'll be glad when he returns for sure. It'd be a good thing. Yeah I, I'm sitting there thinking too. Like, I wonder who he would even feud with. Because if it's not going to be Goldberg, um, I mean, if they didn't really bring this fucking, you know, if they didn't bring Cross up already, I'd say, say Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy'd be great to feud with. Um, ah, maybe maybe that could be the end game in this Cross feud. Maybe the thing shows up on Jeff Hardy. Um, but who knows? I just I know they'd tell a good story. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Uh definitely could see a Firefly Funhouse match with Jeff Hardy. That would be interesting. Because that would that would be good. Like I'd be, I'd be curious at the things that they would allude to. You know that if they're gonna, if he's gonna go through his life and shit, oh, he's gonna bring back some dark <laughs> times in Jeff Hardy's life. So he's gonna be in a prison. He's gonna be in a uh, in jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're gonna man. That should probably be uh pretty crazy. It'd be pretty fucking crazy. It, it'd push some boundaries too with that storyline. Dude might fuck with Jeff Hardy bad. Jeff Hardy coming to his locker room and see a bunch of pills just sitting on his fucking <laughs> bag or or something. Like you never know. Yeah, you there never might, know. Might be some alcohol. Like it might be all kind of like you know. You just might just be fucking with him bad. Jeff would have to turn into Brother Nero. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, uh, man. See, this is why I miss the fiend, man. He can make any any wrestler he's feuding with. He can make that shit just great. Um, yeah, Goldberg does not want to win that title. Hanging around, and the fiend comes back. He don't want to do that. No. Well, I mean, what if? Uh... I mean, maybe the Fiend returns at SummerSlam. He might cost Goldberg. Might cost Goldberg, or maybe Goldberg wins. Oh, Fiend boy. takes him out, and then Big E cashes in. Oh. Uh, and he takes the title away from him, just you know, for revenge. You know, yep, Big E like he revenge. takes Goldberg's title. Yep. I could set yep. up Goldberg and the Fiend for Mania. If he can only have two matches a year, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm I'm still looking forward to Fiend and Roman. That's gonna be interesting when they go back that route. 
because, man, oh, dude. Oh. <coughs> That's one That's feud where be... Roman's family's not going to be able to help him. That's when it's going to be worse for him. Don't bring your family involved in this. No. Shit, you already seen what he did with the Miz. <laughs> Dude fucking showed up. Fucking had a fucking fiend's noise come through his baby monitor. <laughs> Yo, don't fuck with this dude. This dude's fucking crazy. Yeah, he's great. But yeah, I guess we so. I guess we covered Money in the Bank all the way through. Got the scores out, the records at the end, um, and good. still your champion, me. You know, we've pretty much gone through everything that's happened on Raw too. Hey, I mean, you know, this would have been a lot longer of an episode if we didn't have some issues, technical dif- difficulties in the beginning, had to do like three retakes. Um, but I mean, and if Raw was a little better. We have a lot more to talk about, but I'm I'm kind of like you, man. It's like it's kind of a raw I want to put behind me, and kind of just move forward. And it's like I was, it was like I was, like Money in the Bank had me on such a big high oh, from uh, from yeah. Sunday night, and then Raw kind of buzz killed me. Yeah, dude. It's like yeah, it was a complete buzz kill because like yeah, I I was so hyped like monday morning and all like that just i was just constantly thinking about money in the bank i was like whoa what a pain it's been a while since i've been that excited the very next day about something that just happened um like that and it was just it was a good feeling um and then cena was kicking off the show for raw and i was thinking oh shit it's about to be big like yo, and I and then I had some little hopes in my mind. I'm like yo, Cena kicking off raw. What if what if the fucking fiend pops up on this dude? What if you know? What if this happens? This happens. Like you know, it was a it was a bunch of different possibilities. You know, with Cena on raw. So, it was... um, I think uh, I don't. I think I I missed it, but I think Swag caught it where he think he thinks Cena did the too sweet thing again last night. I didn't see it last night. I didn't. See, I didn't catch it either. But he says it. Yeah, I have to check it out. I haven't seen anybody talking about it either. I know he did it at Money in the Bank. Yeah. And man, there's something different about this scene. Slightly. Yeah, like I need there's to. Something. It's 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 something subtle, but it it uh. And maybe it's just the fact that he hasn't been in front of a crowd in a while and he's trying to get back into character after being this new character for so long. Oh, but sure something just something just seems different. Oh man, just the look he gave in that camera talking about Roman Reigns, like usually seen the he says things and he has this funny look or kind of like you know, this this look like, yeah, I got you. On that, not nah. This dude was real serious when he was mentioning and talking about Roman Reigns, even though he called him an asshole and, and shit like that. Like, it's it's very subtle, man. Like whatever he's doing, you can tell the acting in Hollywood is is paying off for him. Because now he's he's done something to where he's the same old character, but he's changed something very small that nobody can notice. But everybody's trying to figure it out, 
Man, but there's something different about it. I don't know. No, I have to relook and see um, about the two sweet last night. I mean, Swag pointing it out like that. So, yeah, like I said, I missed it. But, uh, yeah, he did say something where he thinks he saw that him do it be, again. That would be the craziest thing in the fucking world if John Cena brought back the NWO. That would just be – I don't think that – that will never happen. Like, it just won't. Like, I know it won't, but that would just be the craziest thing to ever happen in wrestling since Hulk Hogan probably. Yeah, I've seen somebody had tweeted about it and said, man, just – at this point, just to get Cena, Styles, and Balor and reform the NWO. Why not, right? What a stable. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. And the fact that Cena don't have to do a damn thing, the other two can put on the clinic matches. And Cena Especially if he gets Omos coming over with coming with Styles. Holy that's his, that's his giant. Bro, I just want to hear the promos. I don't no. even care for whatever matches Cena puts on. I just want to hear the damn promos. That'd be crazy if that's what happens at SummerSlam somehow. Like <clears throat> this new the new group forms, and Cena is uh, the leader, and they help him beat Roman somehow. Obviously, I, that's not what I see happening. But no, that I probably wouldn't happen. But the craziest scenario, something like that, would happen would be, yeah, if he keeps two sweets in, that would be the most, unless he brings Adam Cole up too. Uh, but man, oh, dude, John Cena. As the ultimate, he he showed Roman Reigns how to be the ultimate heel. Not that Roman Reigns is he's uh, he's yeah. I, I'm I'm surprised actually you know I'm actually surprised that Roman still gets so much heat because I probably cheer this guy. I'm surprised he's not getting more cheers. He did at the beginning of the match against Edge, and uh, it was a good moment too because very faintly you could hear the "Let's go Roman, Let's go Edge" chant starts. Yeah, right as they were about to lock it up, and instead of letting it die out, Roman Reigns stopped for a second, looked to the crowd, all confused about it. So it made them, it made them hype up the chant and actually made for the moment. So like, that was a good spot for Roman to recognize that. He knows what he's doing now. Yeah, and it helps being in there with Edge too. So Edge, you know, you know, easily could give him a if he didn't notice it. Edge could give him a heads up. Well, Edge is going to be a good dance partner in any kind of big match. Yeah, and now he's about to have the ultimate dance partner. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that match, man. Yo, they are going to have the crowd doing whatever they want in that match. Whatever Cena does, he'll manipulate one one side of the crowd. Roman's going to manipulate the other. Who are they going to cheer for is what I'm really wanting to see. Who's gonna get? Uh, it's, the, uh, it's probably Cena. Where is it? At? It's in Vegas. Dude, it's in Vegas, bro. Yeah, it's hard to say. It depends on who's at the crowd. The betting odds for that match is gonna be stupid. <laughs> it's big fight feel. Dude, somebody's and, and, coming out a lot of money on that one. 
in today's WWE, it, it really doesn't get much bigger than that match. Dude, I, I don't know. I'm going to see how this shit plays out. But at this moment, that is going to be the hardest match for me to predict the winner on. I mean, I I understand why, but right now I'm I'm still I'm on Roman's side, and I just don't. But you can't rule it out. It's John Cena. He's going for seventeen. He's going for like this is uh, and if he if his character is changing, yes, <laughs> I. Exactly. I'm going to probably talk myself into a, just like I did with Money in the Bank. Dude, I'm going I'm to I'm talk myself like into some crazy shit. I'm going to talk myself into so many crazy scenarios. It's like, you know, I think this is going to happen now. And um, I fucked myself up when it comes to making the, predicting the winner, but I, I, I'm, I'll probably still go Roman for now. If Cena has any type of a dark color, Coming out for SummerSlam merchandise, man, I'm gonna be my, my head's gonna be spinning. <laughs> Unless, oh man, what a, another fantasy moment! If we can put yourself in this moment real quick, it's the John Cena and Roman Reigns match, and the Fiend comes out and helps John Cena win, and John Cena and the Fiend do like a too sweet thing. It could happen, man. What a f- and whoa, that'd be fucking nuts. Give me Bray Wyatt and John Cena being jackass heels, and oh, you're gonna and I will give you my money. <laughs> but at any given moment, he can bring the fiend out. Yeah, like don't don't yeah don't he's, he's, just because he's having a good time right now. Don't fuck with him, because in the end, he's still controlling John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Because when the fiend comes out, you see a different Cena come out. Like <laughs> that would be how I, oh dude, look, that shit would be great. Because in the Funhouse match, when he was pretending to be Hogan and he was and Bray was pretending to be Bischoff, they were nailing it. <laughs> that would yeah, that would be their whole that would be their shit. But the one thing that was real interesting about that segment in that Funhouse match is Cena had the black and white, Bray had the black and red. I need to um I I, I need to, I'm gonna, I'm going to go back and watch that match I think after we get off the air. That's a good match. There's some a lot of hints in there. Cuz I really haven't watched it full since WrestleMania last year. Really good match. I know I just sat around here and got fried. Son, I can't wait to go back out and get fried. I'm gonna have to probably eat me a quick lunch. Yeah, I'm already thinking about what I'm gonna eat. And then Jeez. probably buy two something, man. It'd be taking me a nap. I hear that. Yep. I gotta at least try to get me a little nap in so I, I'm not too exhausted. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, I think we've I think we've covered the shows. Um so Yeah, we even got some of our fantasy shit out of our head there yeah. for a second. We we That's limited the, we limited the tangents. Look, yeah, and, and wrestling fans, that's another thing. Like, if you got people you can discuss this with, do a podcast or just joke with your friends or whatever, man, get your fantasy stuff out on the table. 
or send, send us yeah. your send us your yeah. fantasy moment like those moments that we go off on tangents of yeah. and we imagine send it send them send that shit to us and we'll talk about it on the air yeah tag the page um dm us uh or tag the page at we the villains into a thread that you've made or someone's made like i'm i love to read shit like that especially when it comes to wrestling because i love to hear a lot of other wrestling minds, you know, like to see what's going on in there. A lot of y'all are a little off the wall, and I get it. <laughs> uh, but, um, but then there's some people that can piece it all together, like the one guy that pieced the whole Kenny Omega and Adam Page uh, story together in that thread. That was good because I needed to read that because I don't watch AEW religiously like that, so I was able to kind of follow up on a few things that I've seen. And I was like, okay, oh, okay, oh, I get it now. Okay, now I see why everybody, this is a pretty good one. This is pretty good. But, yeah, send us your fantasy bookings or storylines that you think could play out in a certain way. But it's good to get that stuff out because when you actually watch the product, you ain't expecting it no much because you then once you get it out, it's like you tell yourself, all right, that's out of my head. That's good. I ain't have to worry about that no more. It's usually what I do. But, so yeah, we, we got uh... everything. Yeah, we got so Firefest night two is uh Wednesday night That's on AEW. Right? Yep. Um tonight, Tuesday, we got NXT. Uh yeah. Joe uh has been provoked. I've been so I've been waiting on this episode for a while. I'm gonna try not to let last night uh ruin that for yeah, me. We're just gonna forget that that cross was even on Raw last night, you know. Yeah. That's what you gotta it's a different universe. It's a different. It's like a different company. It's like a different company. That's Joe all. might. Joe might bring it up. That might be the maybe. Remember last week when I said that it wouldn't surprise me if Karrion Cross wasn't going to be there this week. Maybe that's why Joe might get on the microphone and talk about this. So, so you're not going to be here because last night you go to Dallas and get your ass whipped by Jeff Hardy. Somebody I done choked out and all this. Oh, Samoa Joe more than likely is starting the show. I I can't. I'm looking forward to Joe. If he ain't starting the show in the ring, he's going to pull up and he's just going to be screaming, cross, you know, just <laughs> through the whole back. Like, he's going to walk in the building and just start screaming this dude, and he's going to find him. He's going to find him if he's in the building. Just know that. Um, But, yeah, it's been a good show. I think we did about an hour and a half or a little more. Um, It's been a good show. Um, You know where to find us. On Twitter, at or on Twitter, at We the Villains, um, Instagram at We the Villains Podcast underscore. You know who this is? It's your boy Dak. You know the bong rip's gonna be in the back, so you know Gerbs here. Oh yeah, shout shout out to Swerve by the way for Swerve for the retweet and B Fab for the like. Hit roll, baby. We interested in this. Hey, really digging that view that they about to do. I'm digging that. Yeah, hopefully we'll uh, see that. See where that goes tonight too. My future underground bros, right there. Oh, uh, but yeah, good show. Thank you, girl, for joining me as always. Um, and we'll catch you guys Thursday on the next episode. It's We the Villains Podcast. It's your boy Dak. You hit the bomb up in the back. Peace up. Peace out.